Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. The worst disaster on record involving migrants in the Channel. I'm shocked and appalled and deeply saddened by the loss of life at, at sea in the, in the Channel. And my, my thoughts and sympathies are first of all with the, the victims and, and their families. And uh, it's a, an appalling thing that they have that they have suffered. 27 people heading for the UK drowned near Calais after their boat sank. Three children and a pregnant woman are reported to be among those killed. Rescuers believe the inflatable vessel may have been hit by a container ship. You know, we are, I am personally very, very sad. But between us, I can tell you, we thought it will happen one day. Because these people, they are taking so enormous risk to your, to get to your country. When they leave their country, it's because they are suffering there and they have only one idea and wish to get to your country. John Mark Possesso, the chairman of Calais Port there, speaking to BBC Breakfast. The Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, and French President Emmanuel Macron have agreed to do everything possible to stop the gangs responsible, but are continuing to point fingers at each other over who is responsible for preventing these dangerous crossings. Dr Peter William Walsh is from the Migration Observatory at the University of Oxford. Dr. Walsh, was a tragic event like this inevitable? Um, nothing's inevitable, but it was entirely predictable with the current setup that we have with respect to policy, most notably that we don't have a safe or legal route to claim asylum in the UK. To do that, you actually have to be in the UK, but there's no visa for the specific purpose of coming to the UK to claim asylum, and that in part is what compels people to take this unauthorised and dangerous route, which was unfortunately entirely predictable. It's surprising, actually, that we hadn't already seen a tragedy of this magnitude in the Channel. This is the worst disaster on record involving migrants in the Channel. How often are these crossings happening and just how dangerous are they? Uh, They're extraordinarily dangerous. They happen with some frequency. In any given week this year, there will have been multiple crossings sometimes each day. It is partly seasonal. It does depend on the weather. uh, And that's why I think it's still so striking that they are continuing into what is essentially winter-like conditions. But yes, they are very dangerous. Amazingly, deaths have been relatively infrequent. They have been going back, though, for several years, but it's been in the order of low tens. And with 
incidents that it's just, you know, two or three people, what relatively small numbers, nothing quite like what we saw yesterday. Whose responsibility is it ultimately to stop these dangerous crossings from happening? Well, it's everyone's responsibility. It's a very difficult challenge to meet. The government is trying to do that through enforcement measures by investing money and supporting the French financially by beefing up patrols on the beaches through increased surveillance and anti-crime activities to try to disrupt the activities of the smuggling networks that are, of course, essential. But the magnitude of the challenge is really quite astronomical with 200 kilometres of coastline to police. And so I don't think we can expect the numbers to come down, especially in the short term. It will take some time for these enforcement measures to bite, but they do make an impact. Some 20,000 people have been prevented this year from leaving France, but as is obvious, still many people slip through that net. Boris Johnson and Emmanuel Macron have agreed to do everything possible to stop the gangs responsible. Is this enough to tackle the problem? It, um, it will certainly make a difference. Can we expect that it will reduce the numbers to zero and that no further people will perish in the channel? I don't think so. And charitable organisations and human rights groups have actually pointed to the lack of a safe and legal route. And one proposal that's popular with those groups is to be able to claim asylum outside the UK, so at a British embassy or consulate. That proposal has not proven popular with the UK government or indeed in with any governments worldwide. And that's for one simple reason, that it could reasonably be expected to lead to greater numbers of asylum applicants and countries don't want any more, frankly. Do you think there will be pressure on the UK government to rethink their migration policy after this? Yes, there's been pressure now for many years, but I think events like this that bring it so startlingly into public consciousness, they do renew conversations of that kind. And that is a conversation that we need to have now. It's not for me as a researcher to develop the policy ideas, that's for the politicians but based on the evidence that organisations like mine produce. And that really is the way that it ought to take place. It ought to be evidence-based policy. And then, of course, humanitarian groups would argue, and it also ought to be humane and give due consideration to the kinds of situation that these people are trying to escape. How does the UK compare to other countries when it comes to migration? Well, when it comes to asylum seeking, it's not one of the biggest receivers. Germany this year has received in excess of 80,000 asylum claims, France 70,000. The UK so far, it's about 45,000. Italy, Spain, Greece, they often receive many thousands more asylum applicants than we do. And we're also not the only country to receive unauthorised arrivals from migrants by boat. So far this year, Italy has received over 60,000 such arrivals. Spain climbing towards 40,000 and we're so far at 25,000. So it's important to recognise that other countries, they're experiencing something similar, often something worse. We're certainly not alone in this. There's currently a backlog with the UK's asylum system, isn't there? There is. So statistics were released this morning that showed that it climbed to around 88,000. So these are 88,000 people in the UK who are awaiting a decision on their claim, almost all of them. 84,000 waiting for an initial decision from the Home Office. The remainder are awaiting a decision on an appeal. And that's not only because 
Recently, we've seen greater numbers of asylum applicants, but also because these applications are taking longer to process. 10 years ago, 80% were processed within six months. Now that's reversed, just 20% are processed within six months, and many people end up waiting for longer than a year. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.